Good morning. Welcome back to another episode. This is John Rosenberg live from Jacksonville. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate the support. I appreciate your help uh, across the world, especially in America. Um, before I begin, I would like to give a shout out to Tariq Nasheed out of L.A. and the Black, uh, the Black Authority. Uh, those brothers are very critical, especially the Black Authority. That brother breaks stuff down. Um, and they both have a lot of they were talking about African-American, Caribbean-American, and how they use the black American. Me, I'm a Caribbean-American, so I'm going to digress a little bit. And a lot of things they say I agree with, um, particularly when it comes to the relationship between West African. I say African in general, but I will emphasize more on West Africans and black American. Now, Nigerian in particular, you have Ghanaian, Nigerian, mostly those two, I'm going to talk about the other ones, but mo- those are the two primary ones I'll talk about. Because I live in the, I'm talking from an insider. So if you're not, if you don't hang out with Africans, West Africans, you don't hang out with them, you might not know what they say behind your back. Now, those brothers, I point out a lot of things. When you come here to America, calling all these places the ghetto, um, the black American, or lazy, Ah, you got to be very careful with those things, with those statements, because they're going to come back and haunt you. When it comes to education, the black American woman is the most educated by far. (laughs) This is the new stats. The black American woman have the most degrees than any demographic, okay? Let's keep that in perspective. You Africans that come here, those Africans, and, and I'm not talking about those aristocrat Africans, that's a whole different topic. Those aristocrats, African, they come from middle class, upper middle class in Africa. I would say most like upper middle class. You have to pay homage to the black American society. For you to come here to go to Harvard and go to Yale, all those Oxford, to go to Yale, Harvard, Hampton, and Brown University, Hopkins University, they, they, they help you get here. It was black American that was fighting for your whites here to come here. So they were behind this immigration for you. Like he make a great analogy. He said the black people in America, the black Negro Americans, like a grandmother who is all this great ungrateful children. When they become adults, they don't pay respect. They don't pay back. And that's the analogy that Tariq Nasheed used, which I agree with him. A lot of those Africans, when they come here, they look down and Filipinos like that. You have Vietnamese are like that. You have a Hispanic, especially Hispanic. They very, they all like that. They are delusional. They have amnesia. When they come to this country, they think that they're so much better because you have yellow skin and long hair. Stop with the buffoonery. What I'm saying is, West African in particular, they like to call, especially in Nigeria, they like to call black women kafir. Kafir means is a, is a derogative term, especially when they, it depends on the context they're using it. But when they're using it towards African American, it's very degraded. Now you might say when they use it among themselves, it may be, mean different things. But when they use it in that context uh, uh, to African American men and women, I remember I was talking to a Nigerian. Um, she liked me and everything. She wanted to be with me, but I didn't like her. But she was like, "Oh, you know." But she was very smart. I give her that. But she she was like, "Oh, you know, my family." Won't like you, Joe. You know why? Because you're a kafir. I'm not, I'm not a kafir, but whatever you want to call it. But I got, I take offense to that. Then she, I start talking to her. 
But what I'm saying is that a lot of those African, especially African men in particular, I'm, I'm addressing you directly. African men, West African men in particular, you come here to this country, you use our women, especially the Caribbean women and the black American, particularly the black American women to get your papers. Not telling that you have three wives back home in Zimbabwe and Ghana and Nigeria. You don't tell those women that many wives you have back home. You lie to them, you use them. Now, you call them loose. Let's be clear. Yeah, there are some sisters who are loose out there. That is true. You can argue that. They're on Twitter twerking 24-7, showing their pussy. But you have a lot of African women who are loose. Let's keep that shit real. They are whores. Okay, just because they wearing daishiki, that would be they're not whores. They're fucking whores. And I've been around them. They're loose. They're loose. When they come to their country, they think they're African-American now. They give you child support. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you are going through that stuff right now. As I speak on this podcast. So stop with this nonsense. African-American women fought for the, fought for the right of you guys to come here. African-American in particular, you know, the whole society fought for you guys to come here. To have a better life. But when you use come here, don't, don't look down on them. Talking about they lazy. Lazy will do what, nigga? They build this country with their bare hands. 400 years of free labor. We don't go to your country. Oh, it's the government. It's the government. No, it's you, Negro. It's not the government. Yes, we, you know, IMF and America involving your, your politics over there. But you, you are the problem. You don't have to put the president in power. It's the government. Hey, hey, boo, it's the government. No, it's you, Negro. It's you. You leave Africa, you come here. We're not going to Africa by, by the millions, okay? Let's keep that in perspective. How many jet planes full of African-American or Caribbean-Americans going to Africa? Show me one jet plane. No, you're not going to see it. Because we don't go to Africa like that. Now, we might go there for business. Yes, we do. But we don't go there for vacation. We don't like, oh, we don't, when we plan our vacation, we don't say, oh, yeah, we're going to Zimbabwe. For our summer vacation, are we going to, to we going to uh, what, uh, Nigeria? Are we going to Ghana? Are we going to uh, Congo? We going to uh, uh, Liberia, Sierra Leone? We don't make those. We don't. We don't think about you guys like that when we plan our vacation. So stop with the buffoonery. When you come to this country, you have to pay homage to the Black America. If you was a, the white people didn't want you here. You see what they're doing you in the country. And you African women who worship those white men, I'm talking to you too. You are sellout. You worship white men just like you worship the white Jesus. You think the white man, Zaddy, like, <laughs> like Tariq Nashid said, you're Zaddy, gonna save you. And that's why a lot of you guys get bamboozled. You marry this white man, whether you're talking about in France, Sweden, Belgium, and England, you marry those white men hoping that you have beautiful babies with those white men. A lot of those white men are ugly, they're ugly as hell. If you act my opinion, they're ugly as hell. You marry Zaddy, you think you marrying a white man gonna make you special. You're not that special, Negro. You're not that special. Then you look down on the black men here. Oh, they can't do this, they can't do that. They're not educated, they're not that. I'm educated, I got my degrees. But how did you obtain those, those degrees? That's from your country. You obtained them here in America. Hello. America was a come up for you. For most of you guys, not all of you, but most of you guys, I'll say 95% of you, 
America was a can a come up for you. If it was America, you would not be driving Lexuses, Mercedes Benz. You would not be driving those kind of car in your country. Let's keep that shit real. You would not be driving those kind of vehicles in your country. Those were a dream. You are driving, even you driving a Honda in America. That's a dream for most of you guys. Back in your country, you would not be driving those kind of cars. Let's keep it real. Africans. So those brothers. You always tell about the black American woman. The black American woman, man, let's keep it shit real. She's a she's a she's a thoroughbred, okay? And I've dated black American. Smart and not, and not so smart. But on average, they are thoroughbred. When it comes to a uh, social issue, they are tall. When it comes to fashion, they know fashion. They got swag. Just like the men, the American black men have swag. And the Caribbean black men, we have a lot of swag. So Africans don't come close to us. They copy us. We don't copy them. We don't imitate African like that. Some of us do, but most of us don't. Don't. So we're not African in the first place. We're all different people. So what I'm saying is that the relationship between West African and American, Black American here, West African have a tendency, not all of them, let me be clear, not all of them feel that way, but by and large, most of them, when they come here, they get their degrees, uh, they get a couple nice cars, they, live in the, they, they move to the birds, they move to the suburbs, they get some nice house. Now they start, oh, they start feeling themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me put my chest, let me pick up my chest. They stuck the chest out. Oh, this kafir don't want to work. They're lazy as hell. Brother, 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 pump your brakes, okay? Those kafirs fought for those rights, for those immigration rights that you enjoy so much. If it wasn't for those kafirs, you would not be here. White people don't want you here. You think white people want Nigerian here? They don't. You think they want uh, Aghanian here? They don't. They barely want anybody here but whites. So pay homage to the black American, the Negro American in particular. You need to pay homage. Caribbean people, the same thing. Y'all need to pay homage to the black American. Because if it wasn't for them, Hispanic, you guys too, are the same thing in the same boat. You use us, you use the black American as a pawn to get to where you're going. Like they was talking about immigration. And I tell you guys, black Americans should stay out of that. Why? Because when you look at Brooke, when and, and Tariq Nasheed make a perfect point, and the black authority make a perfect point. He said, when, when, when we get an ass whoop in the street, gang killing the street, where was those, um, where was those, those um, Hispanic? Do they come to your ass Did they speak on your behalf about police brutality? Do they go and march? You can go look at the videos. Then You don't see no Hispanic go out there and march for equal justice for black people in America. You might see a, a few sprinkles here, and most of them what, might be Puerto Rican, if anything. They might be, they won't, they're not be, they're not gonna be Dominican. Dominican are racist as fuck. They're not gonna be Dominican. You might see a Puerto Rican, maybe some Cuban, black Cubans, not white Cuban, black Cubans here and there protesting. But by and large, they don't go out their way and protest against social issues when it comes when pretending to black American. But back to African. Now you girls got always wanna go back to Africa. You Negroes are delusional. And I keep saying this, I say it over and over again. You hear this podcast because John was right. Why are you going to Africa? Africa have three problems. They have a tribalism. They have 
colonization. They have religion. But tribalism has been going on for thousands of years. That's why you see a lot of those African nations, they cannot coincide with each other because they have a tribal mindset. They don't, they don't talk about nation. They talk about tribal. And that's why the white man was so strategic when he conquered them because he used the tribal. He took one tribe over another tribe and consequently he was able to, you know, the, the whole concept, divide and conquer. He was, they are already divided for the most part because of that tribal mindset. Then he inject religion. He give you white Christ, which African, they in love with white Jesus. You have those pastors, especially in West Africa, Nigeria in particular, Ghana, in South Africa with Aflukawa making miracles. What miracles Negro you making? You have a lot of people in South Africa who full of, have AIDS, full-blown AIDS. One out of four women in Africa have AIDS. What are miracles? You have the Africans right now, as I speak to you on this podcast, who are fighting for land. Won't you make a miracle for the Dutchess to give back the land to the Africans, to the Zulus? Hello? You're not miracle. What's the miracle you're making over there? Negro, please. That being said, and I do with a lot of Africans, and I tell them that to their face. And you guys too have to checkmate their ass when they start talking this buffoonery or you lazy, you this, you that. You didn't go to systematic for, uh, uh, child slavery. He didn't go to systematic uh, slavery, uh, racism like we did here in America. So stop with the buffoonery. You left your country. Let's be clear. You left your country. Okay? Your country was shitty. You left your country to come here. So by large, you have to pay homage to the black American. He says you should kiss. Every black American you see in the street, you should kiss their feet. Literally. You should bow down and kiss their feet. Because if it wasn't for them, you would not be in America. Let's be clear on that. You would not be here. Because those white aristocrats and those poor whites, they don't want you here. They don't want no African here. They barely want their Hispanic here. And their Hispanic came from South America in the Caribbean island. They don't want them here. And you think they want you here? Look at Mexico. Mexico is right down the block. Mexico is right down the block. They don't want Mexican here. So you think about it for one minute. One second. If they don't want Mexican here, I came from Zimbabwe. I came from Nigeria. That's like 10,000 miles away. Why would make you think that they want you here? In Nigeria in particular, especially Nigerian men, they're very uh, arrogant. I don't care about, I'm not saying don't have, don't be confident about your culture, don't love your culture, your language, your whatever it is. It's, it's good to, to, to rep your culture. But when you come here, you use those American women as a proxy to get to where you're going. And then when, he, when they checkmate your ass, you get mad, you get angry. You say, why, hey, why are you talking to me like that, though? No, they check your ass because you, 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 you come here, you, you, get, you use the woman to get your green card, and now you get your green card, you look down and mow they, they, they bitches or they whores. I'm like, you, you have a lot of whores in Nigeria, okay? Um, there was a report that came out of uh, uh, Al Jazeera News. You can go look it up on YouTube where Nigerian women are being prostituted in Greece. Not only in Greece, in France and England. And Nigerian women, a lot of them are prostituted over there. So you don't talk about that. I'm not saying all Nigerian women are prostitutes. I will make that st- silly comment. But I will say this. But there are a lot of them that come to this country are prostitutes. So we don't say all African women are loose. You need to stop with those, those buffoonery. You need to stop with those statements. 
You know, yes, we have black Americans who are loose. We know that already. Duh. We know that. But you cannot generalize and say all black women or African-American women are loose or dumb. Stop. These women, they're more thorough than your own woman in your own country. Besides, only person I can think of would be uh, 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 Mandela's wife, Nini Mandela. She was a thoroughbred. But if you go by the love average, we have more thoroughbred women here in America who's going toe-to-toe with white supremacy on a daily basis. You don't have that in Africa. You don't have that. Most African women worship zaddy. I'm taking. I'm stealing that term from <laughs> Tariq Nasheed. Zaddy, white man. They worship the white man. They worship the white man. They want to be with the white man. Ask any West African woman who they want to be with. A white man. Not all of them, but most of them. And they think that's their way out. That's the come up. Being with a white man, whether it's a Frenchman, an Englishman, a Belgian, a Dutch, and a American, a white American, they think that's the come up for them. White, black American, Negro American don't think like that. They're not attracted to white men like that. You have some of them who are bent wretches who like that, but the law of average show you that the black I mean, Negro American they're not attracted to Caucasian men like that. You can see it in their profile. They don't. They, they said no white men. And some of them say, you have some say white men, they, they would like to swirl. You have some who like to swirl. But if you go by the law of average, Negro American women, they're not attracted to white men. And I've did many of them. So stop with this buffoonery. Now, African women, hell yeah, they love Zaddy. They love Zaddy, according to Tariq Nasheed. And the black authority too, he was saying the same thing. He don't get the same love. You guys got to show respect. You got to show love to the black American. And that goes for East Indian. That goes for Filipinos. Filipinos, you guys too are delusional. Filipinos, you have Vietnamese. You guys also delusional. When America was dropping bombs in your ass, who went and fight for you? Black American. Who make it possible for you to come to this country? Black American. So when you come to this country, you fucking a white man and you think you're special because you're sucking a white cock. Negro, please. You negritos, you're a piece of shit. You think you're special. And most of you guys into nursing because America give you nursing. Okay? America teach you how to be a nurse. Let's keep it real. Back in the 50s. But what I'm saying is that Africans, you Africans are so arrogant, self-centered. You guys have amnesia. And I'm not talking about the aristocrat African who have money, who came for wealth from wealth? Those African, I'll give them a little pass, just a little pass, but not a full pass. But you average and poor Africans who come here, got got education, got educated here, built your brand here, uh, raised your family in America, and then you go and call a kafa. Oh, those kafas are lazy. They loose women. You need to stop. You wearing this bad weave, and then you have a lot of self hate in West African women. Most of you guys don't wear your natural hair. Let's keep it real. If you go by, if you look at the black American women, most of them wear their natural hair. You have some of them who wear weave. That's true. But love, I will show you that most of them wear locks, afro. The African women, they, they, they don't want to wear no afro. They don't want to wear no dreadlocks. They want to wear European weave. They bleach their skin, especially Ghanaians and, and, and Nigerian. They are known for bleaching their skin. You have Liberian and Sierra Leone. You have Liberian like that. 
Not all of them, but you, you have a good amount. You have people from Congo, people from Zimbabwe. The list goes on and on. They like to bleach themselves, especially Cote d'Ivoire. You have a lot of those women over there like to bleach their skin to make themselves look white. So stop. When you come to this America, you have to pay homage to the black Negro American. The black American women are the most thorough by far. If you call apple for apple, they have the best bodies by far. And they are the most beautiful. Now you can say that there are some beautiful women in Africa. Of course, especially East Africa. In Ethiopian women, Somalis, they're very beautiful women. And you have some beautiful South African women. You have some beautiful sisters in South Africa. Let's keep it real. But when you come to this, this country and you look down upon the black American, call them Kafa, lazy, loose women, stop it. You have a lot of loose women in your, in your society. And you said, the government, the government, the government. Fuck the government. You are the government. You left your country and shit. You, you, didn't, you didn't do nothing in your country. You left your country, you come to America. We're not living in America by the millions every year to come to, uh, to Africa. You need to stop with the hypocrisy. We're not doing that. Whether we come from the Caribbean. You don't see Caribbean people all going to Africa like that. You don't see black Americans. Except they are entertainers. Entertainers, like you know, they have to make their money. So they will go to any country that's going to pay the big bucks. So they, uh, consequently, they're going to go to Africa and perform. But they, they're not going. The average American, black American, they, when, they, they have, they, when they're planning their, their vacation, they're not thinking about Africa. Yes, the media use Africa in a bad way. We are aware of that. Of course, Africa is more diverse. Africa have a lot of beautiful places. It's not a whole jungle. I know that for a fact. But the thing is, when you come to America, you have to be grateful. Say, you know what? I am grateful for you guys for bringing us here. If it wasn't for you black Americans, I would not be in this country. Let's get, when you say that, people are going to show you more respect. At least you, you, you know that who paved the way for you. But when you come here and big up your chest and your Lexus and your Mercedes Benz, or your, your, those of us who buy Bentleys and all that, your Bentley truck, you're driving your, 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 your Rolls Roy. Think about this for a minute. If it wasn't for black American, you would not be able to come here and build your business, uh, 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 build uh, your, your, your brand here. You would not be able to do none of those things. Look at the you guys in France. Look at the you guys in England, in Belgium, in Switzerland. I watch world news. They don't treat you guys nice. They treat you better here in America. Let's keep it real. Because of black American. They are the reason why they treat you guys so nice here. Education, listen. I'm not knocking anybody who are educated. It's good to get some education. But don't forget where you come from. You see ASAP Rocky? He think he was above the community. Look how they treat him over there. Like a piece of shit. Look how they see him in Switzerland. Look how the, the Swedish uh, authority is uh, treating him over there like a piece of crap. He eating one apple a day. What the hell one apple a day going to do for you, for a grown man? Now, he's from St. Thomas, from what I, I think Barbados. But brother, 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 you are sharing a black America. When they talk about Ferguson, he said, that's not my business. I don't, I don't care about Ferguson. I live in Soho in Beverly Hills. You're not removed from that community because you might live in Beverly Hills and you drive a boy's boy. You're still a nigga in America. 
you're still a nigga. So keep shit real. You know, don't get a butt. And that goes for African too. You may have PhDs. You may have doctorate, MBA. That don't remove you from the discrimination. It does not remove you from that. So the notion to look down on somebody because they didn't go to Harvard like you did or jump Hopkins University or Yale or Stanford, uh, uh, USC or, you know, Brown University. They didn't go to those Ivy League school and you look down on them. Be careful with that. One day, the turbo might turn. You might need the community to represent you. So you guys need to stop. You guys have amnesia. You have a lot of amnesia among West Africans. And some East African. Even when the president make a comment about Omar, uh, the Senator Omar of Minnesota. Now, like I told you guys before, she's Somalia. But the argument was the opportunity she will receive in Somalia, she will not receive here. The opportunity she received here in America, she would she would she would not receive them in, in Somalia if she was there in Somalia. So in that aspect, I, I agree with the president. Now the rest of thing calling her anti-Semitic, she's not anti-Semitic. You know, I'm not going to degrade her character as a woman or as a congresswoman, for that matter. I'm not going to degrade her uh, because she chose to be to be a Muslim. Uh, she she chose to be a Islam to be a Muslim. That's her prerogative. But I will say this, the opportunity she received here in America, she will never, ever, ever receive those opportunities in Somalia. Let's keep that real. So what I'm saying is that African, West African in particular, when you guys come here and use the American woman, the Caribbean woman, have sex with them and have children with them. And meanwhile, you have uh, Ukufu over there in Africa waiting for you to come marry her. Ufufu. So you have three Four or five wives. Now, if you tell a woman, you know what? Hey, bro, I got five wives back home, oh. You, you want to get married with me, oh? Okay. Then the woman will say, okay, this, uh, this Zulu, he got five wives in, in Africa. Then they can make the decision whether they want to get married with you. Be transparent. Don't lie to the woman say, you know, you came from uh, uh, royalty. You ain't come from the freaking royalty, nigga. You came from a fucking poor village. We were walking around butt naked with barefoot in a sewage. And then you come to America. Oh, I came from Walti. I'm, I'm Ashanti. Negro, please. I'm Zulu. Negro, please. Okay? I'm Maasai. You didn't come over those, those tribes. You just lying to the woman. Just to get your cock wet. So what I'm saying is that West Africans are very delusional when it comes to relationship. And they're so forgetful, they have amnesia. And a lot of them don't have degrees. Some of them do have degrees. And those of them that have degrees, I'm talking to you too. Stop bringing up your chest into all your degrees out there. Your doctorate, your PhD, your MBA, your so and so forth, your bachelor's, your master's. You get those degrees here in America. You couldn't get them back home where you're from. You can get them in Nigeria. You couldn't get them in Ghana. You can get them in, in Sierra Leone, Zimbabwe. Liberia, Cote d'Ivoire, you couldn't get, you know, Guinea-Bissau, you couldn't get those degrees over there. You have to come to America. And our black American paved the way for you to come here. They put their agenda aside for you to come here. That's your love. Now, when it comes to slavery, you never come for us. You never send a canoe, say, you know what, 
Umfufu, I'm going to send you a canoe. Uh, Taishan, I'm going to send you a canoe. Jaquan, I'm going to send you a canoe to come get you. So you can come to our Africa. You never offer us land and diamonds and gold. Stop. You never offer us that. You know what I'm saying? All black, black American and Caribbean American, we got uh, millions of acres here in Africa for you, full of diamonds and gold. Come get it. You didn't give us that. We, you didn't offer us that. Only, I'll say only two countries. First is Ethiopia, back in the early 60s. And I'll say the 50s, early 50s. And uh, Ghana, too. Those two countries were the only country that... Would, and it was already late back then. They were the one that make, uh, that make a pledge for African-Americans to come to... the and Caribbean-Americans to come to Africa. But the rest of Africa, you guys didn't, send us, didn't do a no pledge. Y'all didn't say his acres of land to come and build. You didn't offer us shit. So you come here, and then you look calling people Kafas. Negro, please. Nigerian, you guys are pitiful. Yes, you guys got money. Most of it is oil money and scam money. So you come here to America, you think you're so special. You're not that special, Negro. You are not that special. If you're that special, stay in Nigeria. What the hell are you coming for? We don't need you here. Stay in Nigeria. Stay in Ghana. Why are you here? All your degrees, your PhD, your, 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 your MBA, your doctorate degree, you obtain them here or England. You didn't get them from Nigeria. So stop. Stop looking down the black American, calling the woman loose. You have a lot of loose Nigerian women. You know some of them. You are dating some of them. You married to some of them. Okay? Who are fucking black Americans on a daily? Let's keep this shit real. Okay? Calling black American women loose. Yeah, there are some loose sisters out here. Hello, we know that. It's not a fucking secret. But when you come here with the holy then down, you have your daishiki on, you have your tribe. I'm I'm Yoba. I'm Ashanti. I'm Zulu. I'm Maasai. Negro, I'm Ga. Who give a fuck? Who we don't give a fuck about your tribe? If you are that special, you should stay in Africa. Why are you here? Why are you coming here by the millions? Why are you coming here? Africa's so good, right? Africa's so good, the land of the riches, right? Stop it. You guys need to stop. Black Authority, he break it down, the relationship between Caribbean and Caribbean people. Let me address you. I know we have a, a colorism in our among our mess. Colorism is another thing that really destroyed the Caribbean islands. Now I'm from Haiti, right? If you didn't know, now you know. Haitian can make a, only Haitian and Jamaican that can make an argument for reparation. I'll digress. I'll do another podcast on that. But when you look at the state of Georgia, Haiti fought for the state of Georgia. They have a a statue, like I told you in the last podcast, to com- uh, com- commemorate those soldiers that fought for Georgia. It's right there, downtown Savannah. You can go there, look it up, Google it. You'll see the Haitian statue there. When it comes to land, the landmass from ha- from Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, all that landmass was owned by France back in the 1500. Because they lost the war, France, Napoleon in particular, he had to come here and sign the deed back to America. 
and it already uh, to the United States. He had to sign it to he had to send it to the United States Congress. So if it wasn't for Haiti, he would not do that. If he had beat the Haitian soldiers, he would not sell that land. And you have to be you have to show gratitude to Haitian. If it wasn't for Haitian, half of this country would speak French. Let's keep that real. But that being said, Caribbean American, you come here. You don't show love. Those are not all of you guys are like that. Let me be clear on that. But some of you guys are like most of you guys are like that. You came here, especially Dominicans. You have some Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, they they they're more entwined with the black culture than Dominican. Dominicans just started to do it in the past 20 years. You have Cardi B. You have all the you know Alex Rodriguez and baseball. You have Big Poppy. They start to get into the American fabric. But what I'm saying in Haiti, Haiti. Is a very is the country you guys gotta look out for. Look out for Haiti. Haiti's gonna be on the come up soon, and the Black Americans here too. They're on the come up. What I'm saying is that you Caribbean people, including myself, I'm being objective here. Don't look down on your American brothers. Don't say they don't work hard enough. Well, how hard you want them to work? Their forefathers built this country with their bare hands for 400 years. You went to slavery. You know how that is. Our people were colonized throughout the Americas. So you know how that shit is. So don't come here with amnesia like, oh, they don't work hard enough. That's why they're not educated. That's not this and that. You need to stop preaching this nonsense. You know systematic racism. Stop. Even people that are educated. I remember this brother years ago. He have his, uh, I think he has his um, doctorate. He went from, I think he was from Africa. He went from an interview. He said it. He said he, the, the interviewer told him he was overqualified because he knew that. And he went to Harvard. He knew if they had given him that position, he would be managing the whole white, the whole uh, company. They didn't like that, so they told him this nonsense. Overqualified. You guys heard that term before? Overqualified. Have you heard it? I've have, and I'm not that. I don't have that many degrees. Okay, and I didn't go to college. Okay, I'm a college dropout. So what I'm saying is that you guys, especially Africans and Caribbean people, you have a tendency of looking down on black American. Or they don't work out. That's how hard you want them to work. They give you 400 years of free labor. Okay, they went to seek Jim Crow, Black Coast Law. They went to um, the crack epidemic. They went to a lot of systematic Racism and they still survive, they're still overcoming. So that just show you how strong they are. They went to all those things, they're still doing good. They're still overcoming every day. So stop with this nonsense. You so holy then down. Because you know your culture, you know your background. Most of us in the Caribbean, let's be real, we don't know our background, okay? Let's keep it real, people. Whether you're from Jamaica, Haiti. Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. A lot of you guys don't know the history of those islands, okay? I know it, but most of you guys don't. Some of you guys do, but most of you guys don't know the history. That's why you hate on, Dominican will hate on the Haitian. One of the same. One speak English, one speak Spanish, the other one speak French and Creole. They are, one, they are the same people, but because, because the media created this narrative like Dominicans so special. Dominicans not that special. They come here for a better life, just like Haitians come here for a better life. And like I tell Dominican all the time, if Dominican, if DR is popping like that, why the hell you come here? Why you don't stay in DR? 
DR is popping, right? Right now, there's a lot of people dying in DR right now. Nobody want to go to DR. So, you need to stop with this nonsense thing. You're special. Black, you need, black American, like Tariq Nasheed said, shout out to Tariq Nasheed. He says, like a grandmother who raised those children, and as they get older, they become ungrateful. They don't want to pay homage to their grandma. And that's how you look at black America. All ethnicities, East Indian, Filipino, Vietnamese, Hispanic, Africans, European, they all come here on the backs of the blacks. And they all want to shit on the Af- uh, African American. You guys need to stop. You Italian, you, you, you Irish, niggas of Europe, you need to stop with this nonsense. You come to this country, you, you built your brand, you built your family. Now you look down on the black American. Oh, they're lazy. They're this, they're that, they're, they're thugs. They're ratchet. Yeah, you have the ratchet in every race, okay? You have loose women in every race. So stop, you know. If you're going to critique somebody, be ready to be critiqued. Because the, now, the, see, West African, you guys, with technology now, white, black people is really checking. They're really looking at your background. They're like, wait a minute, look, you live in a sewer with a whole bunch of feces. You come to America, then you talking down to me? Like, the ghetto in America make your ghetto look like, like shit. You know what I'm saying? We never, they never went to those, try those, those shit that you guys go through in Africa. You guys live in shit. Most of you guys live in shit. Let's keep it real. You live in shit feces. You live in sewage. You come to America? And I was you come to America, then you want to talk shit to American? Call them kafas? Come on, people. Come on. Be real with yourself. Look in the mirror. Say, you know what? You need to have God for forgiveness. It will come back. When those white evangelicals and those poor whites and those white nationalists get in your ass... Don't come crying to those black Americans for, 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 for support. They're going to kick you right back to them. Because they're going to say, oh, you were sharing on us all this time. But now when the white nationalists and those white evangelicals and those white poor whites get on your ass, you want us to come. And that goes for Filipinos too. That goes for Vietnamese. And a lot of you guys live in L.A. and in, in Houston. Don't come for us, for L.I. Hispanic the same way. Look what they're treating the Hispanic over there on the border. Yeah, it is wrong, you know, to take away a child from his parents. I'm, I'm against that. But here's the thing. Where were the Hispanic when one Martin got shot? When the other guy um, in New York got choked out? Where were they? Did they come out by the, by the millions to protest against police brutality? I beg to differ. Uh, I want to see videos. Show me a video. I didn't see none of them come out and protest. They kept their mouth shut. Oh, papi, <laughs> no big English. You know what say? They didn't come out. They didn't come out to support the black agenda. But when it comes to immigration, they were, hey, papi, you my friend. No, come on, stop with the, the buffoonery. You need to stop. Because when it comes to immigration, you want us to be, you want the black Americans to come forward and speak on your behalf. But when it comes to police brutality and social injustice, you don't come out. Look at the example. When Trump, you I said it before. When Trump called Haiti and, and, and Africa a shithole, and when he called Mexico and the Guatemala and Nicaragua a shithole, 
You see the difference? When they call Mexico a shithole, they went, they went monkey apes. They went bananas. But when Trump called Haiti and Africa a shithole, they have no, they have no comment. Uh, papi, what you got to say about that? Uh, no big English. You, you don't say. I don't know. They ain't say nothing. And I live in a, in a community with full Hispanic. So you guys need to stop with that. You got to call a spade a spade. And the black authority and Tariq Nasheed, those brothers are white. They're spot on when they examine the relationship between Caribbean with black American and Caribbean, uh, with black American with African and Caribbean with black American. We have shit on them. We need to stop sharing those people. Because by and large, they paved the way. And we copy their culture. Mostly African, I know that for a fact. African, they always copy people's shit. You copy their culture. You imitate them. You like their style. You like their swag. You try to sing like them. You try to dress like them. African people, African American ain't doing that shit. You copy them. They don't copy you. They don't copy Zulu style, the dance. They don't copy, no, they don't do shit like that. You copy us. You want to rap like, like us. You want to dance like us. You want to dress like us. You want to talk like us. So stop with the hypocrisy. It's time to stop with the hypocrisy. When you come to this country, you have to pay homage to the Negro American. Let me repeat it. Any ethnicities, when you come to America, you got to get in your knees and kiss a black American person's feet. Say, thank you, my friend, for inviting me to this country. I'm so grateful. Thank you. I admire you guys. Thank you. You should get on your knees and kiss the throne, kiss the feet of those people because they are the foundation of this nation. Don't get it twisted. Black Americans are the foundation of America, of the United States of America. So don't get delusional. Don't get complicit. They are the foundation. They built, their forefathers built this country with their bare hands. Those Europeans, they know how to farm. They teach the European how to farm. They teach the European about music, about art. Okay? So that being said, all West Africans are not like that. Let me be clear on that. But majority of you guys are like that. You use the black Americans to get up, to come up. And when you come up, you look down on them. And that goes for the Hispanic community. That goes, you like, yo, you like our music. You like hip-hop. You like the way we dress. You like our food. But now you look down on us. Don't they know Moreno? Oh, those Morenos, no good. So listen, stop with the hypocrisy. And the same thing with Filipinos and Vietnamese. When America was dropping bombs, when those soldiers was raping your women in those villages, who speak about those injustices was black America, was Martin Luther King, all those great leaders, they speak on your behalf. Okay? But now you come to this country, you got Zaddy, you get you a white man, you think you're special. You think you come up because you got a white daddy. You need to stop. You need to stop right now. That being said, that's the relationship. I will talk about the relationship between Africans and American. African, uh, uh, black American, Negro American in particular. West Africans, I know a lot of you guys have children here in America. Don't put this garbage on their head because they will check them out when they go to school. They will get checkmate. Because you say you left your country. You left everything you know behind to come to America to start all over again. 95% of you, that's what you guys come here. I'm not saying all of you come here like that, but 95% of you come here. 
You left everything. You left your, your tribe, your language, your culture, and you left all those things behind. Your children, your husband, your wife. To come here to America to start all to for a better life. And when you come here, you brought your children, your wife here, then you're gonna look down on America and they cough us. They don't work hard, they're lazy. Yeah, there are some of them that are lazy. You have a lot of lazy Africans. Let's keep it real. Eating fufu every day and, and gel, gel of rice and goat meat with that big belly. Yeah, boo. Yeah, fat ass. They don't even work out. So stop with the buffoonery. You look down on the black American? Really? Come on now. Come on, people. It's time to pay homage to the Negro American in this United States. One love for tuning in. God bless. Take care. Good evening. Welcome back to another episode. Once again, this is your boy, John Rosenberg, from live from Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. Uh, for you, uh, for you guys listening to my podcast, uh, I really appreciate the help. Now, today we're going to talk specifically to Donald Trump electoral voter, uh, uh, electoral base. Um, those of us who be following Donald Trump since New York City, uh, know those of us who reside in, in the East Coast, though we, you know Donald Trump for years uh, before he become president. Is he a racist? Oh, of course, one can argue. Yes. You can make that argument. It's a valid argument. But he's the first racist president we ever had. I beg to differ. Now, the Democrats, so far, they haven't found a clear leader to run the race. They haven't found a clear leader, uh, a clear candidate that's going to challenge um, Trump in 2020. Now, I'm going to focus more on his base, his electoral base, um, Trump electoral base. It's mostly white nationalists, white Southern evangelicals, and poor whites. Now, poor whites, you guys are about to get tricked once again. You're about to get tricked. You, you got tricked with a Bush. You're about to get tricked again with a Donald Trump. You're going to get tricked just like Obama tricked Black America back in 08. That being said... Uh, yeah, you know, Trump, you know, he's not a good leader. Once You can argue about that. But those white evangelicals, I told you that you have to know the history of this country for you to get to comprehend all the politics. And Negro American, I'm speaking to you in particular. You have to study more about the, the history of this country. You guys are playing political Russian roulette with your children's life and with your lives. I know the Democrat Party used to be the Dixiecrats' Southern Party, racist as hell. There's no difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. They're all from the same tree. The same tree. They came from the same tree. What I'm saying to you is that you have to be mindful when you cast your vote. Now, let's look at the candidate. I'll, I'll pick three of them or four of them or five. We have Cory Booker out of Jersey. He doesn't have your best interests at heart. Kerr Booker, from what I understand, he might be a down-low brother. And then he doesn't care about reparation. He more care about gay rights, women rights, 
diversity. F diversity. Okay, diversity means don't do nothing for us. Okay, and let's talk about. Um, I know I curse a lot. So I curse sometimes on my podcast, and I can do that. I'm not on CNN or Fox or NBC, so I'm not trying to be political correct here. I'm going to give you uncensored, uncut. You can like it or dislike it. That's your prerogative. But you you will not deny the truth what I'm saying. Black Negro American, you guys are playing uh, political suicide by voting for those so-called uh, those candidates. Whether it's Joe Biden, Joe Biden's not going to do nothing for you. Joe Biden, as you know it, he's been in Congress for the past forty plus years. Look at his bad track record. None of those things, none of his equal sponsors have benefited the black community by and large. Look at all his policy co-sponsors, including the 1994 crime bill. That didn't support the black community. In retrospect, it destroyed the black community. You look at Pamela, Pamela, uh, Kamala, Kamala. She got that Indian name. Kamala Harris out of California. She was a state attorney from 2004 to 2011 before she became a senator. So now she's a senator running for president. She want to be black all of a sudden. Before she was East Indian, Asian. She actually go by Asian. Uh, one minute she's Asian. One minute she's East Indian. Next minute she's colored. Next minute she's dishing that. Make up your not Kamala. Which one are you? And then when you talk about reparation to her, she bugged dancing also. She don't give you a clear, direct answer. She gives you a vague answer. She don't give you a direct, specific uh, what she's going to do precisely for ADOS. She don't give you no direct uh, response. Bernie Sanders, same exact thing. You ask about reparation for the Negro American. Oh, we need um, college debt. Negro, we don't need college debt. We need wealth gap. You need to close the wealth gap between white and blacks, especially those white, rich aristocrats. Okay? So... That's what we need. We don't need the diversity talk. We don't need the equal white talk. We don't need the uh, the gay talk. That's irrelevant for us. We need reparation. In quotation mark, reparation for the Negro American. We can we can care less about the LGBT. If you want to be gay, that's your choice. You want to be gay. You want to get some dick in your ass. That is your choice. Nobody tell you to be gay or eat, eat some pussy. You want to eat lick pussy? That's you. You want to? That's your life. Don't equate that to slavery. Nobody force you to be gay, okay? Nobody force you to be gay, okay? That's some, that's a choice you made. So you have to live with your with, with what come with it. Now moving to what's the other candidate? Um, Elizabeth Warren. The same thing. She doesn't have a clear initiative that's going to give us reparation. Not only us Caribbean, but forget about us Caribbean, but mostly Negro American. She don't have a clear response how she's going to fix that. That's why there's a big possibility that Donald Trump will be reelected. Those are the why the reason why he'll be reelected for a second term. Whether you like it, you can jump, you can scream, you can holler, you can scratch. Donald Trump have a possibility to be reelected. Just because the Democratic Party, they don't have a clear front runner 
who's going to challenge him in the general election come next year. Now, you look at his base, the white, the, the southern white evangelicals. I'll say the white evangelical, when they live in north, south, it doesn't matter, Midwest, the white evangelicals, the poor whites in the Midwest and the southwest, in the southeast, southwest, those white nationalists, those are his base. You see, that, that stuff, he, those tweets he sent out is just to evoke the base to go out there and get crazy. Now, he might say otherwise, but that's a political stunt he pulled on us the other day. It's to uh, galvanize his base because, you know, he's galvanized his base so they can get ready to go cast their vote. As a matter of fact, 95% of them, they're ready to cast their vote this week. If there was a, a casting voting right now, they'll be out there in the booth casting their vote for re-election for Trump. So you got to be aware of that, black people. Negro Americans, you got to be aware of that. And I, let me tell you this right now. The Democrat Party with the liberals have not done one iota for you. They have not done a damn thing for you. I know for the past 60 years, one can argue 50 years, you've been voting Democratic. What have they done for you lately? What have they done for you lately as a people? What have they done for the Negro community collectively? The Democrat Party. And I'm, I'm not even talking about the, the Republican. They're one of the same. But what have the Democrat Party have done for you collectively for the past 50 to 60 years now since you've been casting your vote? And the Negro vote is, more, is very important in America. More Negroes are registered than Hispanic. 10 to 1. So listen, we are playing Russian roulette. We are alive with our children's life for voting for the so-called, those white liberals who claim to be Democrat. They are as racist as those, those Republicans, those conservative, conservative. That's a code word for racist motherfucker in the South. Those good old boys, they like to use the word, I'm conservative. Yeah, you're conservative about certain things, but you're not conservative about everything. You are liberals about certain things. I, myself included. I'm so conservative. Yeah, you wasn't conservative about slavery, was you? You was not conservative about that. You were liberal on that. But what I'm saying is that the Donald Trump base, uh, electoral base, they're all ready to cast their vote as I speak to you right now. If the election was held today, this week, they, they will have Donald Trump elect already. So you guys, the Democrat Party and Negro American in particular, you guys got to be careful because you've you seen this movie before with Obama. Obama promised you, give you a lot of lip service. That's what Obama gave you. Now, do you believe in the idea of Obama? Because it was the first time you see a so-called black family in the Oval Office. It looked nice on paper, but the policies, look at his policies. You guys talking about immigration. Obama have shit more immigrants, over 5 million immigrants since he was in office. He just shipped out of this country. More than Trump. And then guess what? I'm not a fan of Trump either. But let's call a spade a spade. Obama have shipped more immigrants than Trump. Now Trump is being more proactive with it because now he knows that he want to get reelected. That's why he sent those ISIS agents out there to deport all those people back to Mexico and South America. Because he want to 
God lies his base. You don't peep game. You don't peep game. You're not watching the, the game plan while he's doing. He's being strategic with it. His God lies his base. His white evangel- uh, evangelicals, his white nationalists, and his poor white's base that vote for him. He guidelines them to go out there and go crazy and so they can cast their vote come next year. You got to peep game. Now, he might need the black vote to get reelected. He may not even need it because you have those racist Hispanics who go and vote for him, a.k.a. white Cubans in Miami. They vote for Trump, and you know who you are. Those white Cubans in Miami, they vote for Trump. So you have some Puerto Ricans, you have some Mexicans who vote for Trump. And you know who you are. Silencio, silencio. You know who you are. So don't act like you, you, you just wake up from this amnesia. A lot of you guys, especially Hispanic, you guys, like Puerto Rico, I got to give that brother a lot of props. As an immigrant, you got to hold your own nuts, okay? When it comes to social issue and justice, you guys let us hold our own nuts. You let the Negro American hold their own nuts. When it comes to immigration, all that shit, hold your own nuts. Hispanic, hold your own nuts, Mexican. Don't come to us for, for support. Hey, papi, como estas? Hey, te quiero mucho. No, get the fuck out of here. Don't come to us for support when it comes to immigration. Because when we get ass kicked by the police, getting shot by the police, where were you? Where were you, papi? Where were you? You were nowhere to be found. You were obsolete. You were in the bushes hiding. Now, ice is coming from your ass. You want to come up, por favor. Bendito, por favor, senor, senora. I need your help, por favor. But now you, you need our help. And same thing for ASAP Rocky. You think you are above the Negro uh, uh, community. Now you're in Sweden, locked up in a Swedish jail, eating one apple a day. You're a dumbass Negro. You think you, you think you was above the community that you came from? You're not above us. You know, you gotta, you're delusional. Just because you got millions of dollars, you're driving a fucking Royce Roy, you think you're special, nigga? Come on now. So listen, you guys gotta know that everything that Trump is doing for now, he's, he's playing his card well. He wanna guidelize his base to go out there and vote and act stupid. That's what they're gonna do. The white nationalists right now, they're on Twitter, they're trolling around on Facebook, they're trolling around on YouTube. They're trolling around on Twitter, on Instagram. Now they're getting, they are pumped up. Those white nationalists and those white evangelicals and those poor white. And those poor white, let me address you quickly. You guys are about to get bamboozled once again. Just like you got bamboozled by Bush. Bush, both Bush Jr. and Sr. You're about to get bamboozled once again by this Agent Orange, Donald Trump. He's about to trick you again. Trick or treat. You about to get tricked. Donald Trump can care less about your financial status, about your well-being. Okay? He can care less. He's a businessman. He care about the money. 
He doesn't care about you. He, he, he doesn't care about He have no morality. He have no integrity. He have no dignity. He's a womanizer. Grabbing pussy, right? He like to grab him by the pussy. Right? He like to grab him by the pussy. That's his ammo. Okay? The guy have no backbone. He's not a fucking leader. I can tell that to his fucking face. He's not a leader. But that's who you, that's who you, that's why the whole world laugh in your face. Like you, you elect that nigga to be a fucking president? That dude? That oxymoron? That's your president? America, shame on you. You're like that motherfucker. I thought Bush was bad. He's worse than Bush. Both of them, senior and junior. He worse than fucking Clinton. And Clinton too, were grinding the woman by the pussy. Getting his, getting his, his rock knob in the over office, getting a head job in the over office. Remember Monica Lewinsky? Have you guys forget about that? Getting a brain, get us, getting some a blow job in the over office. So you forget about Big Clinton now? You got amnesia? You forgot? So don't get it twisted. Yes, Trump is racist. He, he's not the first president, and he won't be the last racist president. Let's get that in perspective. Don't get all in your feelings. Oh, Trump is a racist. Hell, no shit. I didn't know that. Of course he is. Hello? Of course he is. But that's going to, is that going to change anything? Is that going to change America policies? No. Is that going to change white nationalist mindset? White evangelicals, poor whites? Not all poor whites are racist. Let that be clear. Let's that be clear. Not all poor whites are racist. And not all poor, uh, not all southern, not all white evangelicals are racist either. But we're going by the law of average. The law of average said it, they are. So what I'm saying is that Trump have a possibility to be reelected. And the base I just mentioned, his electoral base, they're going to show it and show out. And now the Democrats are starving for the black vote. They are hungry. They are hungry like a Somalian soldier. They are hungry like a Somalian children in the, in the, in the war camp. They are starving for a black vote. But black people don't get tricked again. Black Negro American, Negro American particularly, don't get tricked by the Democrat Party. You got to let them hold their own nuts. Let them hold their own nuts. If they're not going to give you reparation, you don't go out there and cast your vote for them. You don't go out there and cast your vote for them. For Bernie, for Biden, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, all of them. Elizabeth Warden, all of them. Don't go cast your vote for them. Because by the end of the day, they're going to give you the middle finger once they get re-elected in office. They're going to turn around, look you down in the face and say, F you, Negro. Thank you. They do not care about you and your well-being. So be careful. Don't play Russian roulette with your electoral vote. Be careful. And Donald Trump is not the first racist president, and he won't be the last one. You need to get out your feelings. Okay, Donald Trump was the wake-up call that we got. 
after Obama put you to sleep. Obama put you to sleep for eight years. You was in comatose. You was in La La Land. You think, oh, Obama's in president. Oh my God, Obama. Obama, he's so, oh, he's so diplomatic. He got swag. You know, he's singing, uh, what's his name? Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. He's singing, let's, he's singing Al Green, Let's Stay Together. And you fall for this buffoonery. Obama was your Trojan horse. He tricked you with white supremacy. Obama was covert with it, and Trump is overt with his racism. But they all came from the same tree. Don't get it twisted. Obama and Trump are from the same, same fabric. Don't, because he's African, okay? He's not even Negro American. So he don't care about your well-being. So is Trump. Trump care about his money. He's a businessman. He care about his money. He don't have no moral code of conduct. He don't care. He don't even care about his own wife. Do you see his wife hold, hold his hand? She barely hold his hand. Look, go look at the videos. Because he's a dirty bastard. She barely hold his hand. So, like I said, don't get mad with Trump. Just be, just be careful who you vote for. Because you might get tricked just like you did back in 08 with Obama. Obama was just a dream. He didn't do nothing for you. Obama tricked you. He tricked us. You think you believe in the idea of Obama. But if you look at his policies, all he care about gay rights, women rights, and diversity and immigration. That's what he talk about. He don't talk about reparation. Mick McCullough just told you that. Him and Obama came from the same, same tree. You think Obama care about you? Obama didn't care. If he did, he would have put some policy in place where you would get reparation. He didn't do that. He was there for eight long years. That's why those white people are, are telling you, you had Obama. You had Obama for eight years. What? He, he, you should have asked him. That's why those, whites are t- those white nationalists, that's why they say on Twitter, you had Obama. Obama didn't do nothing for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Now we got Trump. Now let's make American white again. So that's America will never be white again. Let's keep that in perspective. America will never be white again. I'm sorry to break the news to you, white nationalists and white evangelicals, the good old boys in the South. I'm sorry to say it. America will never be white again. Ever, 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 ever again. So what I'm saying is that don't get on Donald Trump. Like I said, Trump is going to be Trump. He's, you know, what you expect from a pig? A pig is going to be a pig. He's a pig. What you expect from him? Nothing but buffoonery and bullshit. Okay? That's all I got to say about Trump. Electoral base. If you have any questions, you want to call in. I'm here to hear your perspective on, on that topic. You guys, one love. Have a great evening.